And I'm looking at that thing. I'm going, oh, my God, that's just ridiculous. And then since I went through my foot being swollen up like, like that, maybe I want I'm this. like, well, this would have been very handy when I ran into that spider web. Where do I <laughs> yeah, order they, it? <laughs> they actually have them for people that are jumping horses. Um, they're oh, a vest yeah, yeah. that if you come off, it's tied to the saddle. And when you disengage and it actually pops it, it blows up like you're talking about. Idaho Jeeper, this is Tony, and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show, the premier show for Jeep enthusiasts and hardcore off-roaders. Whether you're new to the Jeep world or a seasoned uh, Jeeper, we've got you covered with the latest news, tips, and advice to help you get the most out of your Jeep. On tonight's episode, uh, in our uh, news stories, one of our news stories anyway, is going to be Mahindra's Wrangler knockoff. I hate that. I, I like the Mahindra. I like that little that little Jeep that can, you know? Oh, I yeah. can't say Jeep. It's not a Jeep. It's, it's a Mahindra. It's not a Jeep. You cannot do that. <laughs> but it's it's going the other way. But it's going yeah. electric. And it's going electric before the Wrangler comes out. The electric oh, Wrangler boy. comes out. <laughs> Here comes a lawsuit. Yeah. And, yep. uh, <laughs> yeah for, for, from, uh, what, what would it be? Uh, Tesla or uh, uh, yeah. who's, who's, the, who's the, the guy that invented the light bulb? Uh, a brand Edison. Edison. Edison, yeah, it would be a law- lawsuit from Tesla or Edison, uh, inventors of electricity. So uh, they didn't invent electricity, but anyway, uh, in our newbie nuggets uh, segment, uh, Wendy shares some things to carry in your Jeep, and uh, in our Gladiator update, two-way communications in your Gladiator, and uh, it may not be what you think. And in our must-have stuff for your Jeep, external communication speaker for ham radio or CBN scanners. And, of course, that's going to also include GMRS. Yes. Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. Well, howdy, it's Wendy. And what items do you always carry in your Jeep? Well, tonight I share some suggestions. Hi, it's Larry, and what was your last upgrade? And and you always have to make sure that none of the nine mil or forty cal has uh, has gone under the seat, uh, Wendy. Yes, <laughs> yes, you do. That is one of those checklists that I should come up with of what not to leave in your Jeep. <laughs> you know, if it was uh, if it was uh, steel, you could get the cheap steel ammo and just run uh, a magnet under there. You know, that would there be you go, good. and then pick them up easier. <laughs> now, yeah. if you could get something that shoots ten millimeter sockets, huh, that'd be something. <laughs> oh <laughs> that'd be good. wow! Now we're talking. Happens. But where would the socket be when you needed it? You know, you'd be in danger, and you wouldn't be able to find it. Well, <laughs> it's, it's where you leave. It's key. You, you know, I saw, I, I think I saw, it was probably a Tic Tac or uh, a Instagram video where somebody had a bucket of 10 millimeter sockets and yeah. they were pouring it into the tray of the, the, yes. of the toolbox. And they still left and they still gone. And where in the world do you <laughs> get a go? bucket I know, of 10 they had millimeter a lot of sockets? Because you know, I those think, things are expensive. I think we know where the whole universe is now. Yeah. <laughs> they all end up there. Yeah. yeah. I still think there, somebody should have uh, uh, like one of those little uh, an emergency break where you have a, a 10 millimeter yes. socket. And break a, glass in case of emergency. And right? a sock. Yeah. You know, because socks, <laughs> you always lose one. And you, you yeah. know, and the 10 mils, you lose all of them. doesn't matter if it's the long, the short, or whatever. Um, so anyway, I want to remind you guys about uh, something really cool coming up. Uh, the Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion. Uh, is coming up uh, this week, uh, this Thursday, so just a couple of days from today. And uh, we're going to have several Jeep Talk Show team members out there again. Uh, of course, uh, Chris is going to be out there. Uh, if you've done any uh, interviews on the show, uh, you know uh, Chris because he is uh, our uh, uh, 
account executive? No. He is our, uh, I forgot what that fancy term that I came up with. Acquisition. Thank you. Guest, guest acquisition. Guest acquisition manager. Spokes model. Spokes model. <laughs> and spokes model. Yes. In parentheses. <laughs> and, and smoker of fine cigars. Do you know that? Yeah. You, you, may, you may know this, Larry, uh, out at Toledo Jeep Invasion. He was uh, replacing people's stinky cigars with his own. Oh, I boy. seen him give a few away. There you go. Yeah, I heard <laughs> about that. <laughs> what go, a oh. nice guy. He's like, what oh, no, nice no, 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 no. That's not a good cigar. I have this yeah. one. <laughs> so I know Chris is going to be there. And, of course, Julianne uh, with uh, Chick Chat. Uh, Ju- uh, Julianne and uh, Wendy do our uh, Chick Chat episode, which we've got one coming up. Uh, uh, another one coming up uh, very soon. We had one on Monday and another one in a couple of weeks. So that'll be uh, that'll be great to have another Chick Chat episode. They're getting really regular uh, and uh, if you haven't listened to a Chick Chat episode, you uh, you need to because it's they're really good, and they don't have me on there, so <laughs> y- you know it's got to be a winner just from that that standpoint. Oh, you know I haven't mentioned this. I- I've done something new uh, with the uh, Jeep Talk Show website, guys. Um, oh. it, it, it's not unusual. At least it's not unusual for me uh, to really, really enjoy listening to a, a show or a podcast and I never visit their website. I mean, there's times, you know, they may have something or say something or I forgot how something was spelled or whatever. And I may go uh, to the website and uh, check and see if they've got some information there about it in their show notes. Uh, and I suspect that's what people do with us as well. But uh, I made a little change the other day. I, uh, Whenever you go to the Jeep Talk Show website, at least on the desktop, and I suspect it does it on uh, something similar on the, the mobile uh, web browser, um, if you go to the episodes, you will see uh, on the bottom corner, uh, left-hand corner of the, uh, the thumbnail, uh, it'll say audio because it's an audio uh, show. And then it'll say if it is the flagship or if it's Chick Chat or if it's uh, the roundtable, or if it's the interview episode. And if you click on that, uh, it will sort all the episodes. Uh, you know, like say you want to listen to the interviews. You can click on that, and it will sort only the interviews. So you can go from one interview to the next and the next and the next. Same thing with Chick Chat. If you just want to uh, find all the Chick Chat episodes, you can do that as well. So I don't know how handy that's going to be, but it was something relatively simple to do. Uh, I mean, uh, I think we've only done like uh, the the latest uh, fifteen episodes or so. So uh, as I uh, as Chris and I get to it, we'll uh, it, you'll have more options there to p- to pick from. Uh, but again, I don't know how handy it's going to be for you guys because I would imagine uh, I would imagine very few people go to the website uh, to listen to the show. Um, oh, and I got to uh, mention uh, our uh, <laughs> people go, no, you don't have to. Uh, our Patreon, uh, we, you can be a Patreon paid subscriber to help the show uh, to do more uh, at, at these events and uh, like going to Easter Jeep Safari uh, and getting more uh, interaction from folks out there that are in the off-road industry simply by supporting the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, you just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and you will see many ways to contact us and also to how to, uh, to become a paid Patreon subscriber. Um, one thing I will tell you is is that uh, the um, there are some, um, what was it, Larry, that I think you ch- you mentioned the other day in uh, Discord that uh, what you like is the extra stuff, the stuff you can't get, the exclusive content. Uh, right. You, you really enjoy that stuff. Um, so, I mean, uh, there's one thing there that was from uh, a few years back called the Tony and Josh show. Mm-hmm. And I think we're up to episode number seven there on the, uh, the, the Patreon, uh, page, uh, for us. Wow. 
Yeah, so that's a lot of fun. It's uh, a bit dated, but some of it is just uh, funny and crazy stuff, and it, it's funny and crazy uh, anytime, <laughs> even if it was a, a few years ago. So that's a lot of fun, uh, I, and I think it's uh, pretty hilarious uh, when you guys make comments about what was said there, and I go, oh, man, I barely remember that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me listen to that and make sure. Yeah, yeah make yeah. sure that I actually said that. So I don't know if, if you guys uh, have uh, have ever, um, if, if anything's clear in your head when you looked at any of the thumbnails uh, I don't even know if you guys ever even see the thumbnails uh, but uh, we you know we do a lot uh, for each episode it is something different and uh, yes. the picture is something different and oh, it's cool yeah and it has something to do hopefully uh, in some form or another to do with uh, the main story or at least something in the show so I try to make it uh, the image look something like that uh, and sometimes it can be crazy uh, and, and maybe a stretch. And, and But I was just curious if you guys have seen those thumbnails because it's a little bit extra work and I'm trying to no, fancy it up awesome. a little bit. I like yeah. it because it's easy to see. It it's, stands out when it comes through all the different social medias that we have. So mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. Especially they teach you on YouTube. It's all about the title and thumbnail. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, it's a little extra work, uh, but uh, it's uh, some of the... So uh, if you're curious, we are using AI to generate uh, those uh, those images, and it's it's kind of like a crapshoot. You know, you never know what you're going to get. You <laughs> you ask the uh, the AI, uh, and uh, you know, it's it's like a Google search. You only get uh, as good a result as uh, what you can type in for the search. You kind of have to learn. Yeah. You have to kind of uh, learn uh, through trial and error error uh, about uh, the Google search as well as the AI. But it's it's pretty fun. I like the. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the one for the uh, Eaton e-locker failure story. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually did a blueprint of a, a lock, you know, like one of these locks, but it was broken in pieces. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was good. I mean, <clears throat> I did not think that the AI would be able to to draw a broken uh, locker that goes in a differential. But I didn't try. I mean, you know, I, I guess I could have tried and said what, what it came up with. I just thought a, a broken uh, physical lock that everybody's familiar with would uh, would be pretty funny. Well, if you type in Eaton E-Locker, that could come out many different ways. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that would, You could have something that was uh, eating a, uh, a locker. Exactly. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. i have to try that. Uh, but anyway, uh, that is what we got going on there. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing a lot of pictures uh, from Chris uh, and uh, Julianne. Uh, Julianne is with uh, Wrangleher as well. And uh, she will be uh, at the uh, Maxim uh, Tires. Uh, I, I don't really want to say booth because I get the feeling, uh, you know, their area, uh, their real estate uh, at uh, Easter Jeep Safari was was a lot. There was a lot there. And I, I, I think booth would be, would be an underestimation of, of what the size of the thing is. And I suspect that's the way it's going to be uh, out there at uh, Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion. Yeah, so. and yeah. I, th- I think it's Max's tires, right? Max's. Yeah. What did I say? Maxim. Maxim. I think that's a magazine or something, but maybe Tony's got something else on the line. <laughs> uh, I've got the, the damn magazine laying right here, so. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it no, again. don't want to know. <laughs> say it again, because I'm going to say Mac- Maxim again. Maxis. Maxis. Add an I-S at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> M-A-X-X-I-S, right? Yes, correct. Maxis tires. <laughs> Julianne, if she's listening to this, is slapping her forehead. Yeah, and she's like, oh, my Tony, gosh, you're killing me. <laughs> exactly. She's worked so hard for that. And then you had to go and call I'm not working up. for Maxim. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother level. <laughs> whole nother level. Well, you know, Mahindra Wrangler knockoff 
is going electric. And Wendy, I can just tell you are very excited. <laughs> oh, just so excited. I can't stand it. Hurry up with the story. <laughs> so Mahindra Automotive has uh, posted the first teaser video of, of, of its upcoming THAR, like as their THAR it is, uh, e-all-electric off-roader. Uh, the THAR and it's more, am I saying that right? Am I doing the Maxis thing again wrong? <laughs> T-H-A-R. That's a THAR, right? It just sounds Southern. Yeah. Sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like if Thor went down south. <laughs> exactly. It's over there. Um, and uh, the, the THAR and its more uh, agricultural cousin, the Roxor, have been uh, a, a thorn in Jeep side for many years. Well, damn it, you know, when you have a license to create the vehicle, that I don't know that that's a thorn. Uh, just get over it, you know. You've been licensed since the Jeep came into existence. So, uh, Jeep claims these vehicles are knockoffs uh, of its Wrangler, but the real story is more of a uh, more nuanced than that. Um, the Indian-based uh, auto uh, automaker has tried for several years to import the Roxor into the USA, which I think is the biggest problem that that Jeep has with that is the bringing it into their their playground. Uh, you know, sell it all you like in India, but don't bring it over here. I think has really has really been the problem. Uh, and uh, so uh, the Rockstar has always been successfully blocked uh, by FCA or Stellantis. But earlier this year, Eastern D- District Court of Michigan shot down the latest attempt, leaving the door open for Mahindra's uh, to import uh, the much cheaper, albeit not U.S. road legal, Jeep Wrangler alternative. Yeah, you could say that about the Bronco, though. I mean, that uh, yeah, you could. Uh, exactly. It's more of a, it's more of a side by side. That's how that's yes. where I would put this. Well, exactly. and then the, the original Jeeps were like that. They were more of a side by side. They were meant to be small and portable and and uh, lightweight, so that they could be moved around the uh, the world wherever the 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 war or the conflict needed to be. So anyway. Yeah, uh, but so anyway, the, the, we we reported on that. I thought it was a good thing. Like I said, they have a right to to build these things, and I think they ought to be able to build them here. I do not see this as a um, anything that's going to take away from Jeep. Uh, I mean, if Jeep Jeep gets into building side by sides, then yeah, maybe. Yeah, I just don't. See, I've never seen one of these with the let's say the hard top and the you know the all the everything that makes a, a Jeep. I'll say a regular road vehicle. I've never seen one of these rock swords with with all those features. Yeah, and uh, well, I don't know if you guys remember or not. This is a while back. the 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 latest uh, attempt to be able to uh, make these things and uh, bring them to the U.S. Uh, they changed the grill. I mean, significantly. It was it didn't yes. look jeepy already, and then no. they changed it significantly. Uh, right. Probably and, had to. Yeah. Well, no, no. To get an agreement with FCA. And then FCA uh, said, nah, never mind. <laughs> we don't like that. Come up with another grill. So, uh, you know, I don't know. That's that's a really hard thing. Um, I wonder if they would have had as much uh, much trouble making it look like a, a, a Range Rover or a Bronco, which I get confused between those two myself. You know, the picture in the show notes, I mean, it kind of looks like a CJ with a, a Toyota type thing. Uh, with looked the, to it too. Yeah. Little Toyota front grill, CJ hood and fenders. It's like a uh, like a little John Deere ranch tractor esque look to it, mm-hmm. but it's you know, but it's side definitely by side. but it's definitely more jeepy. It, it and to me, it just looks more uh, uh, capable. 
uh, like you're not going to break it or something's going to fall off of it. Except it's narrower, so it probably means it's shorter wheelbase. And if it's top heavy, you're going to have a little bit of a weight issue. So, I mean, a you know, possible tipping issue if it's mm-hmm. that short wheelbase. This is what it looks like to me. It looks really narrow, doesn't it, Larry? Like narrow and also short. Yeah, it looks narrow, but I would have to imagine if it's all electric, you got the motors pretty low, you got the battery pretty low. Well, that's true. I don't think this is the electric version. I could be wrong, but with that differential, uh, that pumpkin there, I I don't know that they, I guess it all depends on how they do it. Uh, It's certainly not like a Rivian or a Cybertruck uh, setup. Well, is it, is it, are they saying that's going fully electric or is it just like a hybrid for them? I believe it's going fully electric. Uh, Yeah, Mm. the Thar, uh, all electric. Uh, yeah, this so, picture's, yeah, the picture's not, it looks like it's not a, and, all electric. And you thing. know, actually, uh, if you had a ranch or something that you weren't, I mean, that all you do is driving on the, the Ponderosa with this thing, uh, electric would be pretty cool. I mean, I don't this know. This is for Chuck then, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know that yeah. I would be, I'd be very happy about being on the the back 40 and running out of, uh, of power uh, and having to walk up to the house, but that'd be a long extension cord too. Uh, but uh, electric at the house was would be pretty cool uh, and drive around the ranch or, or whatever the property is that you have it. Checking fences. I'm going to go check fences, which is basically just uh, uh, the hippie ease of uh, I'm going to go ride in the Jeep for a little while. Uh, yeah, even, broke down. Even though this isn't a Jeep. I mean, I don't want to get another lawsuit going here for Mahindra. Uh, but yeah. So uh, the Thar is probably the, the they say the car that just bothers me whenever somebody calls a, a, a vehicle like this an off road vehicle a car I mean I guess technically it is but anyway it's going to debut on August eighteenth in South Africa uh, where Mahindra has an assembly plant so uh, as the recording of this show that's tomorrow so that would be last Friday. Uh, when this thing is going to uh, premiere, uh, you know, I, I'm, uh, hopefully there'll be some YouTubes and stuff out about the uh, the Thar and it's all electric uh, thing that it's going to do. Actually, it kind of you're kind of getting to the golf cart territory, aren't you? Because golf carts are all, yes. always electric. Well, and I'd be curious what the range is with these batteries. Let's see what they what they can do. Yeah, very true. I wonder what the charging stations look like in South Africa. Uh, yeah, they'll probably, and then there's that. <laughs> they'll probably all go to uh, Tesla chargers. That's yeah. good enough. <laughs> I don't know. I think that if I had a lot of land, uh, actually, if I had just enough land to, to be able to, and had the money, I think it'd be really cool to have one of these things. I think it would be just fun. It'd be like the wife would be saying, why are you getting that? Our yard isn't that big. Yeah, but it's it's big enough. I mean, I, I don't look like a, a complete idiot having one of these. That'd be a fun toy. Oh, yeah. Go get the mail. Uh, and uh, you just got to make sure the, the, the your mailbox is at least uh, a quarter mile away from your from your house. All right. Sad news. Uh, and, and, and admit to me if you didn't already uh, see this coming. Uh, the diesel engine is being dropped from the Gladiator. Really? Wah, wah, wah. I thought it was amazing. I don't that, know why uh, they did that. Why Why did they drop it? Um, it electric. They're, they're going to be focusing on electric Jeeps. They're so wrong. Yeah. I know I know it's a heavy truck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, uh, uh, you were there whenever that, uh, that diesel, uh, brand new diesel Gladiator was trying to make it up. Uh, what, what was that trail at uh, Hidden Falls? Uh, yeah, I don't remember it, but I was the one trying to pull it up. 
and, and we were going up the the going up the trail, which was really supposed to be going down the trail. And right. uh, yeah, that one's. I think the biggest problem he had was is that it was uh, no lift. Uh, but I, the the weight of that diesel engine didn't didn't help much. Hmm. So when when are they getting rid of it? So after a short run of just three model years, the Gladiator will drop the diesel option. It gained in twenty twenty one. So that's the year that I got uh, the the twenty one twenty twenty one Jeep Talk Show Gladiator. Uh, Jeep cites the reasoning for the decision as the automaker pivoting heavily towards electrification. Uh, with all of the new models uh, due to be electrified in some way in just a few years. Uh, so the 3.0 liter EcoDiesel engine was added to the Jeep lineup after uh, 2017 acquisition of emissions and cheating by the EPA. <laughs> but before its $300 million 2022 uh, settlement with the federal government for the same acquisition, uh, uh, accusation. And uh, yeah, I should have said ac- ac- accusation. Uh, it's not acquisition. They uh, they acquired the uh, way to get around the EPA. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think it was VW the one that that, that really most people heard about. And uh, yeah, VW Gate. Yeah, VW Gate. <laughs> and, and you know, it's funny. Uh, and I know we have listeners out there that say, you know, uh, the breathing air is important. My child has asthma, or my elderly uh, parents uh, have a hard time breathing. Uh, but, you know, damn it, I just think that the EPA standards are way too high for the majority of the people. Oh, and it's a it's a government organization with three letters in it. What do you think was going to exactly, happen? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and I, I liked the idea that VW said, you know, screw you. We're just going to you plug a thing in and then we're going to change the values because <laughs> it's a computer, damn it. Yeah, what yeah. do you need? <laughs> yeah, what are you looking for? 221. <laughs> Whatever it takes. <laughs> so uh, Jeep will officially hang its diesel hat uh, with the 2023 Jeep Gladiator Rubicon uh, package far out, uh, ending the 3.0 liter eco diesels run under the hood of Jeep's toughest truck. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, it is sad, but frankly, uh, until they make a law where you can't do things, and, and I guess in some states you can't do whatever, just whatever you want to do uh, with your vehicle. In other words, put whatever engine you want in it. Uh, but uh, I still say that, you know, just because everybody's going to be uh, trying to force electrification down your throat, uh, there's still great engines that aren't electric. That's right. No, nice. They told you to get rid of the diesel because they're putting 392s in them. Yeah, exactly. That's what <laughs> well, I want to hear. Be, that would be awesome. You so, know, a lot of a lot of states too. You can't put an engine in a vehicle unless it ever came with it in that you know in those model years. That's that's always one way they always tell you no. Um, does anybody check? Yeah, I mean, well, is there going to be the safety police walking by to check you? Hey, yeah. open that hood. Let's see what you got there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in California, certainly. Uh, but, well, right. but other it, states, I don't know. It, it probably has to do with registration, and California would find a way to figure that out, by the way. Car compliant. Well, do you know that uh, that the, the state of Texas, I think they signed this into law, uh, that they are no longer going to have state uh, inspections of vehicles. Um in the uh, counties that require the EPA require certain uh, uh, benchmarks that, that that you have to hit, you'll still have to go in and have the um, the exhaust uh, sniffed 
smog. Uh, yeah, for the for the, that compliance. But as far as uh, blinkers and check engine light and yada yada yada, no, uh, doing a, doing away with that. I think well, I think they're going to make the state police basically be the, uh, the people that the inspect, inspect the vehicles. That's a much more profitable deal. I, I don't know if this is in all states, but California, we have to get the diesels smogged. I'm I'm surprised they don't just, uh, test the drivers. Well, <laughs> they, they should. <laughs> they probably reduce all of those drunk driving accidents. But if you think about the theory of putting a pipe up the exhaust pipe of a diesel. Hello. That sounds yes. like that sounds like California it's, government to me. <laughs> it is yeah. it's exactly what the government is. But well, I'm just like, what are you trying to find? I realize that they're looking at particles and whatever else, but. I mean, so we have to pay 60 to $80 for the test. Oh, my God. And the diesels pass because they're diesels. Hello. Yeah. It's a scam. Thank you very much. Well, I mean, most state government stuff uh, is a scam. Just a, a way to uh, charge you to get your get taxes. Well, from and, and just wait. Once this lovely state goes all electric, according to our lovely governor, um, what are they going to do then because there won't be any more smogs what are they going to figure out something to have to do that where you have to get yourself checked every two years well they're going to have a pay money they're going to have they're going to have a monitoring device so that they can uh, tell how many roads uh, and how often you drove on the road so they can tax you on that and then tax you and charge you yeah and they're going to and you watch they are going to wind up charging you more Mm -hmm. uh for that uh and they'll come up with some way to, to 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 make that happen um, we really, really need term limitations all over. Um, uh, yes. yes. So, th- um, real quick, I've told you guys this uh, before, I believe. My idea <clears throat> behind uh, being in, uh, in, in high positions of government, really any positions of uh, the government, as long as you just like a judge or anything like that, you need some legal ease, I think, to be able to do that. Um, I think that uh, offices like you know the governor of California, that should be uh, done the same way as jury duty. You get a mm-hmm. thing in the mail, and how long is the governor governor uh, in, in California? Is it two years, four years, longer? It's un, it's un, I think it's four. No, it's two, and it's unlimited. So it used to be we had all these restrictions, and then they voted themselves in for life. Yeah. Yeah, all of them. Well, I mean, you still have the election every uh, every two years is, is what you're saying, <laughs> yeah. right? I, yeah, we all know how that goes. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's I, there's I, things that need to be done to the elections, of course, yes. so that they're fair and representative of the people that live in the state. But anyway, I think that it should be like jury duty because I still think it's hilarious. Like, because you know how you when you get a jury duty summons, I mean, some people like it, but most people are like, oh, no, because you got to do something different and you don't want to go and there's parking and there's waiting. Uh, I, I think it'd be so funny. Like, oh, man, I, I got what is it, dear? Oh, I got a, a, a summons to be uh, the governor of the California. Governor. <laughs> A month. I'm and then senator for today. Yeah, and then she and then she says, uh, "Weren't you just uh, governor uh, four years ago?" <laughs> no, it'd be for the same term, Larry. It wouldn't be governor for the day. Could you imagine how much fun that would be? All the crap that you could do in a day. Oh man! <laughs> I bet you it still would be politics. less damage than a politician. Yes, absolutely, yeah. it would because you'd have some actual brains in there with people who are working hard, well, who know you, how to fix things and get it done, not with all the bureaucratic political BS have, you have to do to have your nose stamp. Nope, 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 nope. We ain't yeah, doing exactly. any of this. Uh, I mean, exactly. I'm done. How many times have you seen uh, that the uh, the United States flourishes uh, whenever there's uh, uh, two parties uh, fighting each other and getting nothing done? 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> the United States benefits whenever the the federal government uh, doesn't function. Right. It's a, yes. Yeah. When they're fighting well, we with each benefit other now, and it ain't functioning. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I think it would be just, I think it'd be hilarious, you know, where you get the, this whole thing. And also too, we need, this is my other idea. We need to do do away with taxes. The way the federal government uh, collects money is, it's just like PBS. They have to go on TV and beg you and give you little bags and all kinds of stuff. And you have to willingly donate to the government. I uh, like it. <laughs> and you just see these shows, you know, like, oh, God, the government's begging for money again. And, you know, again. the cool thing is, is that if they had to work that hard for it, they may not spend it willy-nilly like they do now. Well, they just give it away. I mean, oh, don't even get us started. I think we're doing a Jeep talk show, aren't we? Now we're on a political yeah. thing. Oh, these things are very important to Jeepers. I promise yes, you. Yes, they are. Because when you have are. to pay taxes you're cutting into my jeep budget that's right hey guys it's uh bob here a little bit behind catching up with episodes but i'm just listening to the one where you talked about the jeeps on tv and in the movies and jurassic park and i posted a thing in the discord showing that jeep is releasing a special decal and trim package for jurassic park because of the 30th anniversary of the movie (laughs) And then also I posted a picture of on the return from the Texas event in June, I stopped at the intersection where they filmed Tom Hanks in the blue XJ. I stopped and took a picture right there at that intersection. Passed away. And then on the same episode, Tony brought up uh, EMP protection. And I was going to say that a real easy way for that Buy yourself a Connex shipping container to park in. <laughs> Store a vehicle in there because they are basically giant Faraday cages. I All like right, it. talk to you guys later. I think you'd have to ground it though. I think I. I, uh, I think easy to do. Well, it's okay. You got rubber tires, so you're kind of insulated from the box. And right. the box, they would probably find a way to ground. But I think if you grounded the box, uh, that would be uh, that be a certainty. Um, you know, I guess you could get uh, uh, like some metal screen and build your own Fer- Faraday cage. You just couldn't you have could. it touch the vehicle. Right. Yeah, uh, that was pretty funny. There's a pretty, sp- I don't know if you guys saw this on uh, Jeep Talk Show Instagram or not, but uh, I, somebody, uh, a Cherokee group on Instagram uh, had posted up a picture that was that same picture that Bob used in his photograph where the, uh, from the, uh, the castaway uh, 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 film, it was a still of uh, Tom Hanks on that, uh, that road and that uh, girl uh, with the truck. They were parked there on that road. And uh, he, they actually posted that picture up, which I thought was funny because Bob had just put this up in our Discord server uh, like a couple of days earlier. So I went to the Discord server, grabbed that image that Bob had put up of the the front, the still from the movie, and and the image that he had taken of his uh, his Jeep there at that same place, and uh, posted it up. And he gave me a hard time uh, for not giving him uh, any credit for the oh, for the dear. photo. <laughs> so I told him, I said, uh, my bad, and then I gave Tom Hanks credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going to call in again. <laughs> yeah, he is. To clarify that, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was really fun. That was, especially as a Cherokee owner, uh, you really you see these things and you go, "Is that a Cherokee or is that one of those Ford Exploders?" Uh, no, that's a Cherokee. Like, and I remember seeing the the. It, it wasn't in the movie a lot, but it was in a, a good long chase scene uh, taken. It was a, a white Cherokee that he was driving. 
Uh, I can't remember. I think it was right after he got his daughter or, or something. I can't remember. He was, yes, he'd gotten the friend, I think it was, that he was still right. trying to find his daughter. Yeah, that makes um, sense. And he found her, and then he was trying to get away from those bad guys. That was a great movie. It really was. Uh, I don't know that the follow-up ones were or not. And, and, and more importantly, I don't know if uh, more Jeeps were used. <laughs> what? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, noobie! Newbie. Noob Nugget. It's time for Newbie Nuggets. Well, I know there are literally hundreds of things you can carry in your Jeep, stuff that you probably will never use and things that you may need to use. So I thought it was just nice to kind of touch bases back to a basic list of items to get you started. We have a lot of new listeners that always join us from time to time, and it's always nice to be able to say, what do you really need when you're jeeping? So, oh, and I I'm would just, assume these are some of the items that you carry that you have used. Yes. Or you were in a situation where you wish you had had them because you needed them. No, pretty much we carry them. And a lot of it has to do with what kind of runs you do. Sometimes some of these items are very specific to doing a run with a group or an event, and they would require you to have a few of these things too. So, But these are just basics. This is just... You're brand new starting, you get your Jeep brand new, and I know everybody goes, oh, I got to get a winch, or I got to get a light bar. No, you need to think about what you're carrying, because you might need some of this stuff way before you need the other things. So, so let, me, let me ask you a quick question. Are Colby valves on this list? <laughs> no, but they could be. <laughs> there's, there's definitely a second and third list, because, oh, of God, course, as, yes. you, as you wheel more, or you're doing more difficult uh, obstacles, you're always going to find things, trust me. The, the hard more. decision, is, yes, it's uh, the hard decision is, do I really need it? It looks really cool. I see how they use that item, but do I need it? You know, that's kind of it. So this is just, again, a very basic list. So, of course, the old-fashioned toe strap that I always recommend. Make sure it's closed. Um, loops, no hooks at the end, and a 20,000-pound rating or higher, and a minimum of about 20 feet. Again, making it American-made is always highly recommended because this is going to be your vehicle or usually someone else's, um, and you don't need that thing breaking and then destroying vehicles. So, um, The other one is some sort of recovery attachments. Most people have D-rings, the big heavy metal ones. I like the soft shackles. I've talked about that on other episodes. Um, if you're going to do soft shackles, you're going to need about three of them for doing recovery-type things. It's definitely worth the investment. Again, American-made, and a lot of those are rated for about 45,000 pounds. So you can see the difference where a D-ring could be anywhere from maybe 6 to 12,000. I don't know that I've actually seen it. I might have seen a 12. So um, most of them are 8, but you also want to make that so that the letters are raised on those D-rings. Do not buy the stamped ones from China. They're going to break, guys, and the D-ring that's metal can hurt you and possibly kill you. So do not Projectile. do that. <laughs> yeah, it's a big one. So you're going to definitely need a basic toolkit. And what you put in that toolkit is entirely up to you. Um, certainly need some basic things. I have a list uh, in the show notes if you want to check that out. But even just simple things like electrical wire, zip ties, ratchet tie down straps are huge. Uh, basic screwdrivers, some wrenches. Anyway, things that you will sort of amass, uh, amass as you start to see and wheel with other people on things that might go wrong. So 10 millimeter sockets come to mind as well. Um, but just enough to get yourself off the trail is usually what we're looking for in the very beginning of a basic trip. Um, first aid kits, I can't stress that enough. There's a lot of times that people just can slip on, you know, silty kind of textured dirt. Rocks can also be slippery, water, 
uh, grassy areas, even mud, you can go down and it could just be a simple scratch. So making sure that you have a nice first aid kit that not just a simple little few band-aids, but make sure that you have first aid kit that has disinfectant, some wraps possibly. We're not saying you're going to go out and need a trauma kit, but you definitely should be thinking about what's in that first aid kit and keep it on board. Plus, if you have kids too, they're always going to be running around having fun. So, Larry, you probably remember yeah. this, uh, the, the last Jeep talk show event at Hidden Falls. <laughs> yes. I, I was just getting ready yeah. to say, we could use could use one of those kits in Texas last well, time. So, you need to have it on board. Yeah, what happened? So, so Zabo uh, actually uh, slipped on some rocks. I wanted to Ooh. mention this because, you know, people say, oh, that's not going to happen or it won't happen to oh, me or whatever. Uh, I mean, Zabo, definitely an off-road dude. I mean, he's got the equipment. He, he's put in the time, and it was just one of those things where he slipped. And not only did it cut his arm, it, it cut the skin on the top, but it also cut under the skin. So whenever he had to get stitches, he had to get it twice. Double I've never top. cut my anything. I've had stitches several times. I have never had it, at least I'm not aware that I've I, I've had double stitches, one yeah. on one level and then the other one on the next level. So, uh, no, it's it's really important. And somebody did have uh, something available there. Hell, it may have been Zappo. He may have been carrying the, his own stuff. Uh, but but he was uh, he was taped up and uh, uh, I was just uh, I just hated that we had an actual injury out there. Yeah, I had uh, we were on just a basic Jeep run early on of us starting out and we were kind of at the top of a knoll, if you will. And uh, I got out of the Jeep. <laughs> next thing I know, I'm on the ground, literally just I have no idea what I slipped on. Some kind of loose travel. Was it a spider web in your face? Because I can yes. identify. <laughs> yes, you could identify. This is out in the middle of nowhere, by the way. There's no trees around. It was just in the desert. But coming down like that, didn't even realize. I kind of woke up. You know how when you fall, you don't realize that you're falling, but now you wake up, but you're not really asleep. Yeah, it's a, it's a shock. Like, it's a something it is a you're, shock. you're not used to. Yeah, and I'm kind of like, and Bill says, he looked over and he says, I was just gone. Like there was no, it wasn't just a slow fall down. So you know, a little scrape here and there, a little bit of disinfectant, I was fine. But, you know, it's nice to have something on board that you just never know. And inevitably, when I say to somebody, hey, watch your step, this is slippery, they're they're slipping. Maybe they're not going down, but they're slipping. So, just really keep an eye on that. And if you have... <laughs> yeah, it, and then they get mad. They get mad yeah. at you because they slip yes. right after you tell she them. Said that, I know. <laughs> yeah, and I, re- I remember being out, out on John Bull. I remember yeah. all that... The, all that rock has that little thin layer of silt on it that silt. makes it very slippery. Yes, exactly. oh, and the jeeps are make it make you feel like you can just get out and walk around. You know, I know. And then you yeah. go, oh wow, this is this is a pretty steep, and wow, this is pretty big. Like, yeah. I, like I actually need the jeep to crawl up me, this hill yeah, by myself. Let me get back in the jeep where it was yes. a lot easier, a lot safer. <laughs> it's, yeah, well, exactly. And the other thing too that I don't have on this list, but I do recommend it if you're traveling with anybody that's a little bit older. Um, that maybe needs a foldable cane that can help walk through some of this stuff. So we do use that. Uh, some students sometimes will have, and it's like, hey, why don't you just use this? You know, get over the pride thing. We don't care. We're just making sure that you don't fall down, you know. So that's another option when that first aid kit is just to maybe think about who's traveling with you. If you guys are all 20 years old, go for it. But there's most of us who are wheeling may have somebody with us, a family member or somebody that's a little bit older. So I do recommend a, a foldable cane. You know, I would I would actually mention that uh, having a cane that might be a walking cane might be just a good idea 
because mm-hmm. depending on the injury that you get, I mean, when I got that infection in my foot and it was swollen, mm-hmm. I mean, I literally, it literally would hurt when I took my leg off the bed and uh, put it down. Tried to walk. But, well, before yeah. before I started walking, uh, before I started walking on it, I had this pain as the blood and all the fluids were flowing down my leg to my foot. I could feel it mm-hmm. and it hurt. It really hurt. And it would take me a, a few seconds and I wasn't for sure that my, my foot was going to hold me up. So uh, my uh, my my mom, when she was living here, she got a couple of canes, and uh, and Susie went and found it. And I actually was using that cane to make take the first steps. And if you've got if you've been sleeping and it's time to go to the bathroom, you <laughs> want anything that you can use to, to get there sooner than later. So yeah, I could just imagine if you're off in an off road situation, um, even maybe even the your jeep has rolled and you need to get from where you are to someplace else to to you know get medical. Uh, 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 or, or just co- get somebody to come help you get your Jeep out. And you, yeah. if you have an injury, you might need something like that to walk on. Yeah, the one we have actually folds uh, two folds, so it makes it small and compact. That's underneath the front seat. So anytime I need it, I just can pull it out, put it together. It's very sturdy. It's not a single cane at the bottom. It kind of has like a foot at the bottom, like four little prongs that oh, it yeah. stands up and a little nice little handle. So I it's a holder. It was, so you, when you when you get there to the bathroom, you don't have to lean yes, against the wall. That's right. <laughs> I think it was game. like at a regular place, and we just I don't, I'm going to say we paid probably forty dollars for it. It's not cheap, but it's a nice tool to have. You don't want different. a cheap one. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another no, injury. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> so have you guys seen? Have you ever seen the video where they they take the airbag idea to the next level, uh, and it's like a coat no. and a, a hat type thing? Oh my gosh! And if no. you, and if you oh, start you fall, yeah, if you start falling down, it knows that oh, you're falling up. down, and it all these bags pop out and the hips especially too and i'm looking at that thing i'm going oh my god that's just ridiculous and then since i went through my foot being swollen up like, like that maybe I want i'm this. like well this would have been very handy when i ran into that spider web where do i <laughs> yeah, order they, it <laughs> they actually have them for people that are jumping horses um they're oh, a vest yeah, yeah. that if you come off it's tied to the saddle and when you disengage and it actually pops it it blows up like you're talking about um, and those are great for training tools. For Could you imagine if that. Christopher Reeves, uh, Reeves had been wearing oh, something like that? I think that, that's that how it got developed. Yeah. I think it's how it got developed, too. So, but anyway, you get, all right. You got to get one for the horse, too, now. <laughs> yeah, except, well, they don't usually fall, but sometimes they do. Mm-hmm. So, another item that is usually required for any kind of a Jeep run, if you're doing an organized run, is a fire extinguisher. Sure. And most everybody has a little tiny one. I'm telling you, get the bigger one. Spend the dollars, get it done, get a class ABC. Um, it's easy to store. You can, you know, attach it in different spots in your Jeep and make it accessible. Because if you've got a fire going and you're trying to pull all your gear out to find where you left that darn thing, you've already lost the Jeep. So at least try mm. to keep that in mind. So You know, one that's on the back roll bar of the hard top that's full of everything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you get yeah. to it, yeah. Well, and I know on the show, we've talked about some other options for that sizing, um, those quick little uh, extinguishers that we did. So that may be an option too, but you do need when you're doing an organized run with a group. So I'm wondering if EJS had that. Did they give you guys a list of what you had to have in your Jeep for you guys to do those runs? No. Because you were with somebody who just said, hey, we'll go, or they didn't have an organized run. Uh, it was organized run. I mean, uh, for the one I went on was with Quadratech and uh, Tread Lightly. 
and yeah, uh, I, nothing. I, I got nothing. I mean, I, I would have kind of freaked out because I was going, oh, wow, okay. Well, I, I don't have first, all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely didn't. I, I don't have a fire extinguisher. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, don't think, th- I don't think it's organized at a level like a Jeep Jamboree or anything like that. Right. So, but anyway, that might be something to keep in mind that if you're going to join a club, see what their requirements are ahead of time so that when you want to go on a run, you don't have to um, worry about not having all the stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you need some kind of communication. We talk about GMRS on the show, ham radio. Um, either of those are good. Most clubs, most runs now are pretty much everybody's doing GMRS. We've gone away from CB in this world. So make sure that you um, have them. Amazon has great deals. You can get, uh, you know, usually two of them for around $50. I highly recommend two because when your buddy comes and he doesn't have a radio, you guys can at least be able to hear things. So. Um, another thing is a trash bag, some way to take all of your litter with you. We are big proponents on the show, tread lightly, uh, making sure that you pack it in, pack it out. I don't care what it is, women's personal things, baby diapers, your beer bottles, whatever you're doing out there, just don't litter and take it all with you, please. So there are bags that you can attach to the outside of your Jeep, like to the spare tire, um, there are different types of bags, makes it easier, like a big, huge pouch just kind of fits on the spare tire and you can hang everything back there. So that is a nice option, but make sure that you have a way to collect your trash and please do not leave it out wherever you're wheeling. Um, and one of the last things that I'd like is the toiletries. It's a little Ziploc baggie that I've kind of made up that has toilet paper in it. And I give it to all the women that are on a run with us. Um, all of those items need to be in that baggie and making sure that you're not leaving anything behind. So having a little, maybe a larger bag stuff with these little tiny baggies just kind of makes it nice for any guests that you might have, but it's things that I do recommend that you have on your Jeep because you just never know when you got to go. So that makes it pretty easy. But now the thing about these items is they should be dedicated to the Jeep and always be there. So don't be taking the first aid kit from your house and then running it to the Jeep and then bringing it back to the house and kids have used band-aids and then you're on the next Jeep run and you got no bandages. So make sure that you're trying to make it dedicated. Don't be pulling stuff back and forth and assuming that you're going to remember to put all these items back in the Jeep when you go. So as we always say, it's always better to be looking at them than looking for them. So mm-hmm. there you go. Absolutely. There's my list. Yeah. And find a good place to put that uh, first aid bag. I mean, uh, there's uh, several things that you can uh, do with the uh, Velcro. Maybe put mm-hmm. it in the back, uh, the headrest, back mm-hmm. of the seat. You just grab it, grab it and go, and you don't have to un- unhook anything. It's just uh, it's all Velcro, and it just sticks there. Uh, I need to get a uh, a first aid uh, kit. I just they're expensive, and I just haven't well, uh, haven't done it. Yeah, and if you sometimes you can get a basic kit and then just add to it, mm-hmm. you know, additional band aids or some ointments or some even ace bandages or wraps. We we use what's called vet wrap, by the way. Um, it's a lot cheaper. Go to a feed store, and it's just like a ace bandage, but I'm not paying the prices for it. Right. Um, and a little bit of gauze, you could pretty much bandage somebody up if you had to with those the vet wrap. And it's kind of self sealing, so you don't need to have those little hooks to close it and you know the enclosures and all that stuff but you can sometimes look at a basic kit not pay a huge amount of money and then see what you need to add to it so that's true. A lot of those, yeah. those that would kits. be a good way of uh, figuring out what you need and just buy the pieces yeah. that you need and also too exactly. usually like if you're buying from amazon 
you usually get a lot more than what you would put in the bag. So now you have yes. spares, stuff you can yeah. use in the house and replace yeah. the, uh, the bag, what, what you've and used in the bag. I also recommend that you know what is in that kit and how to use it. If you haven't taken a first aid or a um, course to learn how to apply those bandages and what they're for, then I highly recommend that as something else that you might want to do. So, I mean, you know, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Things can happen. I've shared on the story of one of my friends being run over by a Jeep. You don't know what could happen. You can fall, slip, you can get run over, you can whatever. And it's, it is a sport. Um, it is dangerous at times. And knowing how to use the gear that you have on board, not only for recovery and how to use your Jeep and how to do stuff is also, what if something happens? You know, do you know how to, you know, take care of a wound? Do you know how to take care of a trauma situation? So again, this is not normal for us Jeepers. We don't go out and expect to find this, but you don't know what you're going to come across these days and you don't know what's, what could happen. So anyway, yeah, great things to have on board. Definitely good list. Yeah, definitely things to have on board all the time, dedicated to the Jeep. And uh, anyway, there you go. So, Larry, I don't think you're going to the Great Smoky Mountain Jeep invasion this year due to some, some family health issues, and uh, good, good luck with that. I mean, you, you know that uh, we're all pulling for you on that, uh, but uh, you were there last year, and a friend of the show, uh, Allison Parliament of Official Ducking Jeep, uh, established 2020, is going to be there. Uh, I think she was there last year, too, and she's going to be there with uh, B.F. Goodrich. And uh, anyway, we uh, we spoke with her, and uh, this is what she had to say about the uh, the event coming up uh, later this week. So we're all very excited about the Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion coming up here in the next just, just a few days. And uh, Allison Parliament uh, with uh, the uh, official Ducking Jeep Established 2020 is going to be there, and she's going to be handing out ducks and uh, a couple of other things. Uh, isn't that right, Allison? It is. Um, we're going to be there from August 23rd to the 27th, and we'll be out ducking. Um, we've got some pretty cool different ducks for this event. We've got some on-trail ducks. If you come see us at BF Goodrich, where we'll be set up at the Willow Cont Center um, for a couple hours a day. We'll also be over at Ducking Crazy, signing ducks and having a little bit of fun. And we've got a little bit of exciting news. Um, we've got my brand new Jeep Rubicon from Thunder Chrysler Dodge Jeep being delivered to us at the event, so we're going to be showing her off. She's the high-velocity yellow Rubicon, and you guys will not be able to miss her because she is very much wrapped with all of our logos, so we're really excited to be there. So you had about 600 to 1,000 ducks on the original Jeep. Uh, are they abandoned now and on the other Jeep, or have you uh, moved them all over to the new Jeep yet? Um. So, we're actually leaving the silver Jeep ducked up the way she is. She will be going to some events with us still. Oh, they're going to be but, so sad. They're not going to be with Mama. <laughs> well, they'll be with Dad, so it's not so bad. My other half's going to be driving my silver Jeep. And um, I'll be driving all ducked up our new official ducking Jeep, which we're really excited about. And she doesn't have any ducks yet. So, we actually have a contest oh, that's with right. at you, Mountain. You haven't got it, because I know if you, if you had received the Jeep already, you'd be sitting in it making this call. <laughs> I think you'll be able to get me out of it once we get it. Yeah, exactly. So, and a big thanks uh, from the Jeep Talk Show and me personally, because you're going to be handing out uh, Jeep Talk Show stickers uh, along with those ducks. Uh, the the first 500 people that 
<laughs> that, yep. that are there. So uh, we really appreciate that. So if you if you guys have been looking forward to getting a, a Jeep Talk Show sticker, and these are special. They have a little uh, a duck on the, the sticker itself, and uh, Allison is going to be handing out those for us, and which is great. We're very excited about being a part of the Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion. Julianne from Wranglehur is going to be there in Chick Chat, and uh, Chris is going to be there, and uh, a few other folks from the, the Jeep Talk Show team. So uh, hopefully we can get you guys uh, uh, together and uh, say hello and, uh, you know, and maybe a duck photo. That would be awesome. Um, we'd have a lot of fun with that, and we'd be happy to do it. Um, I was also going to say we've got a little bit of a contest going with, for our duckers while we're there. If the duckers can find my Jeep and leave a duck with their social media tag on the duck, we're going to be picking a winner every day that's going to win a six-inch signed duck and some other swag. So um, we're going to be posting where the Jeep's parked every day and having some fun with that as well. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, that is, uh, that's really nice. And then it gives some people uh, a bit of a, uh, uh, a duck hunt. Uh, pardon the, the pun. <laughs> well, that's really cool. Well, I hope, I hope you uh, have a really good time out there. I do like that it's only going to be a couple hours a day because I just I could just see you out there, you know, eight, ten hours uh, handing out ducks and signing uh, autographs uh, for the on the ducks. But uh, good. I'm glad, and I bet you're really looking forward to this. I hear it's a really big event. It is an amazing event. This is our second year going, and we can't wait to be back. It's so much fun. Great. Thank you. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at Eastern Jeep Safari next year. Definitely. That is definitely on our list for next year. It's always fun uh, talking to Allison. We also spoke a little bit about the uh, the Jeep uh, that uh, she uh, she got from uh, uh, a dealership out of uh, Florida. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, she doesn't actually have the Jeep uh, yet, as you may have heard in, in that, that brief uh, interview. Uh, but she's getting it at the uh, Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion. It's going to oh, be wonderful. Br- brought to her. Uh, it's been getting uh, not really wrapped, but a lot of uh, stickers and stuff uh, put on there. She called it a wrap. It is not like a full wrap type thing, but uh, all the, uh, the the stickers, uh, one, of course, from the dealership uh, out of uh, Florida. And uh, I offered to her to, I, I told her I'd be happy to buy her a nice four foot by four foot Jeep talk show sticker if she wanted to put it on there. And she goes, oh, I don't know. That would cover up the, the other uh, sponsors on the Jeep. And I went, I really don't see a problem with that, Allison. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I don't, makes, I don't see what the problem is. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> so really looking forward to uh, hearing about Allison out there at Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion. And uh, love to hear from you guys. If you uh, saw her, got a duck and a jeep talk show sticker that's a good event all right real quick i want to uh, mention about communications uh, wendy just mentioned communications and her one of the things to have in your jeep i think that communications is probably the most important thing that you can have uh in your vehicle uh certainly it's not so much for uh you helping yourself but if you're in a situation where you need to uh, get help or perhaps uh, just communicate with somebody uh, that needs help, you need a way of communicating. So uh, there is a, a, an app for your phone uh, called Zello. And, and ever since I heard about Zello, <laughs> it's like everybody loves Zello. Uh, so it's like Jello, but with a Z. So Z-E-L-L-O. Uh, you do have to have cell phone service or some uh, internet connectivity uh, for Zello to work, uh, but you can uh, install it on your phone, iPhone, uh, Android, uh, your desktop computer, uh, all kinds of things. I believe they even sell uh, Zello radios 
uh, that are basically just things that look like mobile radios but actually communicate to, uh, with your phone and then goes through the internet. Uh, they may have uh, the ability to put, to put a, a SIM card in it. Uh, you'd have to pay a, another a cell, fo- uh, cell phone service fee. Uh, but uh, Zello works great. And, you know, I would normally say this is not a good idea because it requires a, a multi-billion dollar infrastructure for it to work, uh, specifically the Internet uh, and all the cell towers for you to be able to uh, communicate. Uh, it, it works great. It, it's great two-way communications. It's very clear. You can talk anywhere in the world uh, with it. Uh, but we had, um, it, was not, it wasn't Hurricane Ike. We had, uh, it was a hurricane, but it wasn't a hurricane when it was here. It just, it lingered in our area for a very long time. And we had so much flooding in the area. We never, I've been here at this house for a number of years, and we've never even come close to flooding. And I was uh, watching the news, and uh, it was just like, oh, this is so much crap. They're talking about flooding. They're finding certain areas that are flooded. Uh, but when my, my wife and my oldest daughter went for a walk for, uh, through the neighborhood, uh, people, their houses were flooded literally two streets away from us. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't just the, the, the media hype that we're all uh, so used to uh, seeing and hearing about. Uh, and uh, so, anyway, uh, the, uh, the Cajun, I think it was the Cajun Navy, was using Zello to coordinate rescues of people in flooded houses. Uh, right. Airboats, uh, four-wheel drive vehicles that were lifted, all kinds of things. And it was fun listening on Zello. All I had to do was install the app on my phone, and I was just sitting there listening to the, the recoveries that were going on. Hmm. And so uh, you don't have to buy a radio. You don't have to buy an antenna. Uh, you really don't have to do anything other than have a cell phone, which everybody and their mama has. It still boggles my mind. You see homeless people, and they've got cell phones. Yeah. So it's like this well, cell phones and cigarettes. Uh, and uh, the, it just boggles my mind. Everybody has this must-have uh, communications device where you can also use it for two-way communications that doesn't require you having a, to call somebody's phone number or something. Uh, and there, especially in emergency, emergency situations, it's very handy to be able to talk to several people at once, you know, where many people can hear what's going on. So uh, go check out Zello in your uh, iPhone or Android app. Uh, so, uh, Larry, I, I, I get the feeling that you've, you've used Zello or we've talked about Zello and you have it. Have you, have you used Zello? Have you heard about it before? I've, t- I've heard about it because we've talked about it in the past, but I, I don't think I've ever used it. So I, I think the biggest reason why the biggest reason why we would or wouldn't is a lot of times when we're out, there's no cell service. I right. Think that might, yeah, exactly. How about you, Wendy? Have you ever heard of Zello before? Maybe you've no. heard, for, for, heard it from me before. Yeah, I've heard it from you. I just downloaded the app. I'll check it out. But the thing with Larry said, there's times when, you know, our cell service doesn't work, which is why we now have ham and then GMRS. Mm-hmm. It's just another thing, another way of communications. Absolutely. And yep. uh, the the Jeep Talk Show does have a, a channel uh, on uh, on Zello. So just... Uh, you get on there, and this is for our listeners to get on there, check it out. Uh, I don't know that there's anything going on there. We we've used it in the past, but uh, yeah. So check out Zello on your uh, on your phone, tablet, uh, or even your uh, your desktop computer. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, 
So Crap Slot's feeling a little down in the dumps. He's a little jealous about all the attention that Duke is getting <laughs> at being the official mascot of the Jeep Talk Show. Oh, he would like boy. to apply for the position of Duke's sidekick. Uh, he's got a special set of skills. Since Sir Craps a lot has been out on patrol at night, there have been no vampire sightings, no werewolf sightings, nice, no hauntings, and alien probing has been down by 80%. And he's almost to the bottom of the mystery of who knocked over Mrs. Smith's trash cans. Just a little bit more investigating and he'll have that solved. Well, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that the old woman who lived in a shoe wasn't the sole owner. Yeah, there are strings attached. Oh, my God. I think I'm really going to regret that one. All right, boys and girls, uh, I'll chat you later and have a good one. Bye. Oh, my gosh. That was actually good. I liked it. I was, I'm still laughing. Perfect. Uh, is, I keep asking Nikki G this, and I think he says yes. Isn't Nikki G going to the Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion? Yeah, he said I think he was. is. Okay, good. Yeah, so he's he's close, right? Yeah. So look he's, look for well, close ish. Uh, so, so you guys look for Nikki G. This will be your opportunity. If you didn't get to uh, see him at Toledo Jeep Fest, you can uh, uh, find him. And I'm sure he's going to be hanging around with uh, with Chris and uh, and Julianne. So, uh, so what's the name of that tire place again? Is it Maxis? Maxis. Yeah. Maxis. So I don't want to say the wrong thing again. No. So. <laughs> Julianne's going to be at the Maxis uh, Tire uh, Arena. That sounds better than Booth. Yeah, it does, actually. <laughs> All right, in our must-have stuff pick of the week for your Jeep, uh, we're doing a communications thing here. Uh, I, If you've uh, been on the Discord server and you've been in our two-way radio thing, uh, I always recommend a external communication speaker. Um, there's, uh, there's just a couple of things that you can do whenever you want to be, have good communications. One is having a, a higher wattage, uh, GMRS radio and, you know, like this five or 10 watts or 15 watts in some cases is enough to, to handle that. Uh, an external antenna that, that helps them both transmit and receive because if you're, if you're talking, if you're broadcasting, well, that's not two way communication. That's just, uh, talking one way. So you need to be able, uh, yeah, the external antenna helps you receive further as well and also to receive weaker signals. Now we've got all that taken care of. The next thing you want to do is be able to understand what they're saying. Think about ordering a jack and box at uh, uh, 2.30 in the morning, uh, getting those super tacos, and you can't hear what the hell they're saying. <laughs> Same thing with uh, the, the, that little radio uh, speaker that's in the uh, the base. And if, it, if you've got one that has a detachable face, now you're even dealing with wherever it was that you stuck the box that has the speaker. So uh, external speaker is really important. Uh, and this, uh, I'm just going to say Zaya Dialer. I, I don't know what the hell that, uh, how to pronounce that. Uh, rectangular external communication speaker for ham radios or CBs and scanners. Uh, you, it'll accept up to five watts into it. Uh, it's black and it's contoured and it's $15.99. And you can uh, find the link for it at Amazon on episode 871 uh, show notes. A good reason to go to the JeepTalkShow.com website. That's a valuable add to any of your uh, communications, and your, especially when you're running around with the top down or something like that. You almost mm-hmm. can't hear your standard radio, so that's yeah. a big add. Mm-hmm. Get yep. it close to your head uh, is, right. is a good place. Uh, don't just have it under the dash. Get it up there close to your head. Run, Get a little extra speaker wire if you have to or, or, or a jumper or something so that you can get that thing up 
uh, either in between or if you've got uh, somebody that doesn't like hearing all that crap, you can always uh, put it on the, the B pillar uh, right next to your, uh, to your head. Well, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Jeep Talk Show. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. You know, your feedback helps us improve the show and reach more Jeep enthusiasts just like yourself, which you can help by telling other Jeepers that you know about the Jeep Talk Show. Also, don't forget to follow us on uh, Instagram, Tic Tac, as I like to say. Uh, we're, we're, we're pretty much on all those Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, my gosh, this, uh, you know, I just realized the other day, uh, we haven't talked about it in a while. We're on Spotify. You can actually listen mm-hmm. to the Jeep talk show on Spotify. Uh, Spotify is a big deal and a lot of people use it. So, uh, you can follow us there, you know, and you can sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on the latest news, Jeep news and events and giveaways. Finally, if you have a question or comment or ideas for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. This goes for Larry's segment, for Wendy's segment, or the Gladiator segment for me. We'd love to hear your ideas because it, it helps us know what the listener would like to hear more about. So just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You'll find multiple ways to contact us, including how to become a Patreon subscriber. Hey, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Jeep Talk Show. Broadcasting since 2010.